Hey, Mark, fake banter for the intro. That's all I know how to do. Great. Good to be here. Welcome to Tuesdays with... Stories. Hit her in the face with a surfboard. And then the duck fell out of his bag. <laughs> Surf's up. And she didn't even flush. Knock, knock. Who's there? Mark Norman and Joe Les. Yeah! This is Tuesdays with Stories, everybody. Yeah, that's terrible. This is supposed to be cheesy. My radio is spitting at me. Tits! Ah! Tits, suck a tick, lick a tit. Yeah, love a tit. Where do you rank tits among funniest word ever? Because I think it might be my number one. What? Number one? Tits, funniest. Funniest word? I mean, queef is funnier than tits. I don't know. Queef is great. You got the Q, you got the E, you got the F. Yeah, but tits is so just tits. Tits is not that one syllable. It starts how it ends. Right. Tit. Tit is so funny to me. Yesterday, I was howling because I tried to do the algorithm comment, and so I just wrote tits on your video. I liked it. A non sequitur just tits yeah. on a video. I couldn't stop laughing. Well, tits is also like, oh, that movie's the tits. That's the tits. And uh, I'll, so I'll tell you great. another one. Boob, but as an insult. Oh, that guy's a boob. Oh, that's good. He's being a boob. That's good. When people say that, I'll fucking die laughing. It's funny how the old school, like, kind of cleaner ones are the best. Like, that guy stinks. Yeah, That's oh, like stinks. a kid thing to say, but it's funny. Stinks makes me laugh. P.U. makes me laugh yeah. always. Um, um, I, how about this one? I heard this the other day. I hadn't heard it in years. Oh, that guy's a slob. Oh, slob is slob fun. Slob is big. You know, you picture the guy with the marinara stain, fat dude, tight t-shirt, bald. Yeah, anyone that you don't hear for a while. I'll tell you, sometimes it, a word just hits you. I was at therapy the other day. We were talking about my family. And then Alan just goes, your family's a disaster. And I could not <laughs> stop laughing because the, the idea of disaster, yes. of just like the fucking roof is caved in, yes. it's flooding, there's That's puke cold. and blood and tits everywhere. A disaster. <laughs> I love that. I, I saw Louie on stage once, and I he went on, and I go, the crowd sucks. They're bad. And he goes, ah, shit, all right. And he goes on stage, he goes, I heard you guys were a nightmare. <laughs> I'm like, nightmare. That's a great way to put it. Nightmare's fun. Boob, tits. Queen. Goof. Calling someone a goof, goof is so cutting. Yeah. That's one of my go-tos when people tweet shit. I'm like, you're a goof. I think that ooh is funnier than they always say. The K sound, the cuh. I think ooh is funnier than the cuh. Well, that's why... I Gook. I mean, you got both in there. The ultimate. Classic word. Yeah, Jew, I know it's hurtful, but. Boob, gook, mook. Mook is good, mook too. Mook is good, because it's a little less, you can't call me a mook. Right. This guy's a mook. <laughs> um, <laughs> Italians, I had this debate a little bit uh, the other day with Renan. Like, who's a funnier group? Jews, Italians, or blacks? And I don't no. mean, mean stand-up. Because right. that's, that's obviously debatable. Italians would be third, of course, in that group. You got that right. Without even close. Yeah, you got Maniscalco. Oh, yeah. Well, DePaulo, to me, is like the funniest guy ever. Well, yeah, he's a funny Dago. Um, and then you got Maniscalco, who I'm not actually that familiar with. Is Jenny a, uh, a greaseball? Richard Jenny? I don't know what he is. Then you I'm got some halfies sure. in there, like Rogan's a halfie. Yeah, a lot of halfies, but... I'm a halfie. Jews and Check blacks in. as stand-ups are amazing. But just as people, mm. the Italian people, yeah, like all those mob movies are fucking hilarious because they're such nimrods. Yeah, they're so funny and they're aggressive and they don't know that they're being dumb. That's the funny part. Right. They're like, hey, you fucking chooch, get your fat ass over here. And you're like, you don't know you sound like a weirdo. Yeah, like you got chooch and mook and momo. Oh, De Niro will say a couple yeah. times. And then the halfa. 
Half a fag, half a that's retard. Them? I mean, that's for, I, I got that from Casino. I thought that was Irish. You're treating me like I'm half a fag or something. Oh, I, mean, I didn't know that. And the Moulinian is gold. Yeah, so they got that and just like the, oh. What? Oh. That's hilarious. I mean, Irish comics are up there, too. Yeah, that yeah, would be yeah. like third behind, uh, I mean, even that. Uh, this is some amazing Irish. Irish coming. and Jew, I think, would almost be neck and jizz. Yeah. Because uh, you got your Carlins and your Bill Burrs and your CKs. I don't know. Irish is big. All of Boston. Yeah, all those Boston guys. Mike Donovan, Don Gavin, Mike Sweeney, Mike. I mean, uh, Steve Sweeney, Mike Donovan. Did I already say him? Mike McDonald. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all those guys. Yeah, Irish is big. Well, any Clark. suffering, poor, dumb group is funny. Yeah. It's weird how this, like, some groups just... They're not funny. Yeah, I don't think Indians are particularly. It's not in the culture. I'm but, not saying there's no funny, funny Indian cats. I'm just saying out there in the world, they're not really yucking it up. But I guess they're catching on now. Now maybe, it's becoming a maybe. little bit. But uh, yeah, you don't think of. I guess I don't know. I'm you trying don't to see think. A guy in a turban shucking and jiving. Yeah, you know, I've never point. seen a guy in a in an ISIS slip on a banana peel. The British are very funny. British They're are good. They're very funny just because that's very dry. Oh, yeah. Um, Sarcasm. Yeah, they're good. Hmm. And South then, America, you're not getting a lot of laughs out of. German either. No. And I'm not saying there aren't funny here because I got a million tweets about this. You're so ignorant about German comedy. Yeah, yeah. Well, bring it on. Let me see some uh, Deutschmarks or some shit. Yeah, throw me something. But uh, some Krauts. Who else? But yeah, Italians in movies at least, that's that like... Well, great. Like and uh, DePaulo talking to him. Yeah, yeah. Nobody funnier. That's a funny rhythm. Uh, De, uh, Quinn has that great joke about how Italians are tough, but they're scared of the weirdest shit. Like they'll beat you up, they'll kill you, but they're like, whoa, what is that? Yogurt? Whoa, whoa. That's <laughs> <laughs> a great bit. It's so true. Interesting. I'm trying to think. I've been black people just talking well, to them. Just yeah. the it's vernacular. I mean, all that stuff. They're Hilarious. so funny. They make you feel like you've never been funny. You know, when right. you're talking to a black guy, you're like, ah, I'm just going to let this guy have the floor. I can't even fuck with it. Yeah, and they're so perceptive with the insults. Oh, they cut right to the core. Those teens, those yeah. black teens, my God, the bleens. They're very good at it. Yeah, they know. I think because they, you got to think black folk, they're always, A, they're on edge. Sure. And B, I think, uh, like I heard Shay once say, like you can dress however you want because you're just a white guy, but I gotta kind of look nice because I'm already black, so I gotta step it up a little, hmm. like compensate. And so they're always kind of, I don't want to say performing, but they're always like, kind of on. Right. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Yeah, I think so. You know, they're always also a black guy can't look dumb and cheesy and nerdy. He's got to be zinging and zanging. He's got to be hip. Some are doing that now. Now you got all these black nerds coming around with Whoa. the short pants and the glasses with no lenses. That's progress. That's something. Because now you're allowed to be a nerd. Because like in the NBA, you got like Kevin Durant has a backpack on and LeBron has lensless glasses. Right. And then they wear the suit shorts. Yes. With like yes. the high socks. But that's like, that's offensive to me because it's like, I think Rabinowitz had a great joke about that. And maybe Gondelman too. Oh, these, these guys, these like alpha. Athlete guys being like, I'm a nerd. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, weird. And you're like, no, you're not. 
now. You, you, got, you make $50 million. You're handsome. You're a professional athlete. You can you're, jump over the fucking gym. You're banging gash all night. You're getting a zillion-dollar check. Come on. Yeah, exactly. You got your own helicopter, the whole thing. Yeah, not a nerd. There's a lot of these nerd wannabes now. I think you just go against the grain. That's that's hip. Right. Like, you know, in 30 years, it's going to be like, hey, I'm racist. That's going to be cool. Right. You know? Oh, we're going to thrive. Ah, uh, finally. Um, well, I'm the, like the opposite. For my whole life, I'm like, I'm not a nerd. I know. I got crooked teeth and bad eyesight. It's funny how that works. I feel like everything's shifted so much. Like, when I was a kid, you hid all your problems. You know, like, shit, I'm, I have anxiety. I'm nervous. I'm depressed. I wet the bed. And now people go, hey, I'm depressed. Like, they come out with it now. Right, right. Because it gives them a hook. It gives them some personality. They got, they got a little... Personality. That's another Frankie Carbone and Goodfellas. Personality. Personality. <laughs> but, uh, I don't want to end up kissing Nat King Cole over here. <laughs> no, I know, I know, I know. Um, it, you want to be a victim. So you go, hey, hey, come on, buddy. I was diddled. I was diddled. Well, victim is big these Do days. You think victim is big. That's diddled. huge. It, it's, uh, it makes you successful these days. Yeah, my dad fucked me. Now everybody's got a one-man show about... Here's my show about bedwetting. It's like, I wet the bed, and I was doing laundry at 4 a.m. to hide. I was flipping mattresses. Right. Well, yeah. I guess it frees your spirit or your soul or your tits or your I boob guess. or your gook or whatever. But now everybody, I grew up poor, everybody. Check me out. Like, right. They used to be embarrassing. Right. I agree. I mean, they people hit it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You hit everything. I had weird food in my house, and it was it was, uh, it was was a bummer. Yeah. Kids I didn't know I over. A lot of these problems you didn't know you had until you're an adult. And you uh-huh. go to therapy and you're like, Jesus Christ, I'm a disaster. Yeah. <laughs> to quote a uh, therapist. Let me let me say this because I want to get this off my my tits. Please. I can't stop saying tits. Tit. Two things. For tit. One, people out, you can skip ahead. Skip the 30-second oh, thing if you want. Here we go. But I keep getting several comments. Got one today, and it just bothers me. And I got two things where people... Say things that I'm like, feel that way, but don't put it that way. Mm. Where a couple people will say, I had to bail on Tuesdays. List was getting too political. It's too political. Wow. If this show, Tuesdays with Stories, is too political, you're the problem. Right. Yeah. This show here, political. political. What are you talking? We called Bernie a heeb once, I think. That was about the end of it. Yeah, you're, you're, just say this. I'm triggered. I can't handle somebody saying a thing I don't agree with, so I'm triggered, and I'll no longer listen to the show. Yes. Don't act like this show is political. No. We've, men- we've probably spent in seven years, an hour a week, however many hours that is, fucking an hour times 52 is right. 500 times seven years is 7,050. Yes, 10,000 hours. Do you, what do you think we've spent talking politics? <laughs> 20 <laughs> minutes? I don't even know anything about it, so yeah, maybe 10. 20 minutes, 10 minutes. I mean, it's like the show is too political. Just say, I'm a fucking triggered snowflake cunt of a bitch. Come guzzling. Who can't handle a line where I say, hey, we should have health care or whatever the fuck right, I say. Right. Marriage, gay marriage. I don't know. But, I think uh, I. Glaciers are melting. I endorsed Bernie in 2016. I'll make an Elizabeth Warren joke or whatever. Uh, and it's almost always a joke or a thing uh-huh. don't say it's too political that's retarded you don't like it you can't handle hearing somebody say something else it's retarded and it's just not correct and doesn't make sense at it, least if you're gonna zing us get a get a get a big forehead or a gay brillo pad it's something i know rogan is more political than every oh, show yeah. is more political what oh, are you talking yeah. about just say I, I don't like it. I hear somebody say something, and I go, "Oh, he's a liberal." Oh. <laughs> fuck off. Fuck your mother. Fuck your parents. You're an idiot. And I'd rather people just say that. Yeah, and also, 
How what a dweeb to be triggered by politics. Who gives <laughs> a fuck? What, a, what are you crazy? It's political. It's so, so what? It's so silly. Like meanwhile, like Nick DePaulo, we have opposite politics. One of my best friends. We sure. check in. I listen to his show. I laugh my ass off. Yeah. Greg Hahn, he's a retard with politics. We have a great conversation. We'll debate for an hour and a half. Silly. Then we'll laugh. We'll hug. We'll we'll kiss each other on the lips. Sure. Queef it up. And uh, it's very strange, and you're part of the problem, and you're what you hate. Uh-huh. You think I'm a snowflake SJW. Meanwhile, I'm saying all the shit we just said that right. is going to ruin our careers, mm-hmm. and uh, you just don't like it. You don't like it. Skip the 15 seconds. It's not too political. The show's not political at all. Yep. Then there's the one guy that was like, you guys are supposed to be neutral. I'm like, where'd you get that? <laughs> what are we, who wants, who wants a comedian that's neutral? Yeah, you got that's the whole thing is the point of view, the opinions. Who ever heard of that? So shut up. And then the other one, and I'll just... We'll move on. Well, little, let it out, Fatty. I got some anger problems. And this happened in the wake of uh, the Kobe thing. First with Ari, whatever. And then I had a tweet. You tweeted. I hate when people say this. I'm all for comedians saying whatever they uh, want. But <laughs> but blah, 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 blah. Just leave that part out. I don't get it. Just say, I, I'm offended by this joke, and I think it's a shitty thing to do, which is fine. Yeah. Which is fine. Just don't qualify it being like, I'm all for comics saying such and yeah, such. Yeah, yeah, because you're not. But this, yeah, you're not. You just proved you're not in this tweet. In the same fucking sentence. I know. Leave that part out. Just say, I'm triggered, I'm offended, and I don't like it, and I don't like you. Yeah, I'm with you. And I hate this one. This is, There's two I hate. One is, where's the joke? Where's the joke? Okay, so by your dumb logic, if this had a perfect setup and punchline and it was just as mean, you would be you would not be speaking right now. You'd be shutting up. So if it was a perfect joke, you would not be mad. I disagree. I think you would. Of course. Because Tony Hinchcliffe got death threats. Yeah, I know. And he had a setup classic good joke. Yeah, I tweeted a joke and people got upset. And there you like, go. This is a joke. It's a pun, by the way. Right. Some guy was like, you're a piece of shit for doing this. And I'm like, a piece of shit? A pun? <laughs> yeah. I'm making a pun about helicopter parents, which I, I thought know. was a great joke. And isn't calling me a piece of shit, a stranger you don't know, isn't that worse? I know, it's stupid. And the whole thing of like, I'll never listen to your show again, I'm like, what a, what a fucking loser you are. And we pick and choose. Again, I, I, there was some podcast, I'm not going to say which one, but they were joking about these Chinese people dying. And I'm like, well, what's up with that? Right. I mean, you hated the Kobe thing, but now the these uh, China men are getting eaten and you don't care. You only care about round eyes? Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, so it's just, hey, I mean, and by the way, hate me. I get it. People probably yeah. think I suck. I uh, stink. Yeah. I'm an idiot. And, uh, last thing we mentioned this on the Patreon. People will say, people have said this. Oh, list is pandering to showbiz politically, <laughs> which is also shows such a level of ignorance that yeah. you're like, there's no way there has to be a reason somebody's thinking differently than me. Uh-huh. They must be trying to further their career. Which, right. meanwhile, again, I mean, I talked about it on the Patreon. Look, go listen to the Patreon. You can hear that rant. But some people might think differently than you. They're not pandering. No. I hear people have the opposite opinion of me politically. I'm not like, well, they're just trying to right. pander to whoever you pander to from that side. Yeah. Anyways. Also, you're not going to pander on a pod. You think the, in- the industry's going, oh, let's, let's check out their uh, mediocre podcast. You yeah, know, no. Not I- mediocre, but mediocre numbers. And then I finished pandering, and I'm like, anyway, so I was hanging out with Louis C.K. because we're best friends. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's, that's bad pandering, folks. Oh, but anyways, that's my two anals. The other one I wanted to say was, uh, well, it wasn't funny. The tweet wasn't funny. To you! To you! I got plenty of comics I don't think are funny. I don't sit there and hope they die. You know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not yelling at Russell Peters and going, shoot that motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> what are you, crazy? I, I don't think it... 
It's like when uh, Andy Kaufman read the, uh, the what is it, Great Gatsby. Yes. And everybody's going, what the fuck's he doing? Let's leave. This sucks. That's the joke. The joke is that it's so bad you leave, and he's, he's still doing it. Right. That's the joke. And the same with Ari. The joke is... It's horrific. It's it's cruel. It's tasteless. And they go, but it was right after. I mean, he should have waited. No, then it wouldn't have had the bite. Right. No the bite. bite is the joke. Overbite. Um, bite mark. Yeah. I just have no stuff. Because then people are like, you're a pussy for taking that down. And I'm like, I, I don't like bumming people out. I don't like offending yeah, people. Yeah. And I, I don't even like when people are like, this is too political. But I got that doesn't make sense. Right. If people are hurt by the joke, ah, I don't like hurting people. I also, either. I'm like... Again, I'm like, this isn't the hill I want to die on a pun about Kobe. Yeah. If I'm going down, it's not going to be for a fucking pun tweet. No, no. If and you're going down, it's in a helicopter. I had this feeling, too, with my deleting the joke, was uh, sometimes I'm like, well, everyone I know and love will think this is hilarious. And then I'm just putting it out for content. And part of it is just ego. You just want to let people know, like, check out this joke I came up yeah, with. Yeah. Where I'm like, but I'm putting it into a world of people that hate this. So I'm uh, like, why not just... Text all my friends, right? And then we're like, I think this too. I was gonna tweet this, but I don't. I'm not like a fuck you if you get offended by a tweet, guy. I get it. You're offended. You're offended. It's fine. But if you heard some of the things the comedians are saying in private, these people would shit blood for a month and a half. Oh yeah. I mean, the stuff that comics were texting each other in the wake of the Kobe thing. Oh yeah. I mean, we would be shot dead in the street. And you queefs are missing out on that because you won't quit bitching. Well, the other people, but I get it. It's like you bring it to these other people sure. on Twitter, and then you're like, all right. Which I also take issue with people like Rappaport who are like retweeting it. And, ah. like, this guy. and it's like, well, you're trying to maximize the amount of people that are seeing yeah, this. Yeah, you're showing more people. If you were offended by it, you would just block it. And with the final thing for me, I've said this a million times. Whatever ha- I said this probably every episode. Whatever <laughs> happened to just not liking something? I know. Just don't like it. It's all right. I don't like fucking uh, according to Jim and Big Bang tits. Yeah, my. I just it? don't my, turn it on. My two sons was that one with the uh, Charlie Sheen's AIDS. Oh, my two dads. What's no, no, that, no, that my was two dicks. Two my two girls, dads was nineties. What is that? My uh, my ass is bleeding. What two is dads. My, my three sons. That's a show, Malcolm and then my the two middle. dads was a show. No. His show is called... What is that? The, the Man and Me, The Man in the Moon, The Boy in little the Boy. Bubble. Little Man. Little Man Syndrome. Little Caesar. Uh, pizza Pizza. Little Women. What the fuck is that show called? What is that? Two Boys and a Boy. Oh, Two and a Half Men. Two and a yes! Half Men. There Woo-hoo! it is. Right. So there were people at home really shitting on ourselves. Scallywag. We got it. Yeah! Oh, that was a little, that was was a little dud. I liked it. Do you ever have this? Is this a booger or a nose hair? I'm pulling on something, and I can't tell if it's a hair or a booger. And then all of a sudden, I'm just crying, and I'm like, oh, I was a hair. I think it's a hair, yeah. But boy, it's a rush getting that. Ah! <laughs> Pull that fun. motherfucker out. You don't need uh, heroin after that. Well, sometimes I'll get a nine-foot hair out of my nose, and it's just ra- lined with boogers. Oh, yeah. The boogers love the hair. They, they hug cling. it. Yeah, or cling. <laughs> cling, hug, whatever. One's got a negative connotation. She's a clinger. Um, but on. any tits. That was a lot of ranting. And then we'll get shit for the ranting. But you're doing the thing and the thing and the thing. <laughs> but do what we say. If you don't like it, just jerk off. Leave us alone. Jerk off in my mouth. I'd like a hot load right down the back of my throat. There you go. Um, hot load. Hot loaded right on my back. God, I hate that song. Really? I'm not going to at them, but... Yeah. Boy, <laughs> you should die. Who's that? Cream Puff? Who sings that? That was Foreigner, I think. Ah, Foreigner. 
Hot-blooded, check, check it and see. see. Hot-blooded. Oh. Got a fever of 103. P.U. Kansas, foreigner, all that shit was yeah. garbage to me. Not great. I never got that song. What uh, is he saying? Stinks. What's a wayward son? What? Well, wayward. I think we're wayward sons. We're wayward. We're out there. What is that? We're gayward. I think we're. Um, I think we're just we're wayward. Out. Oh, about. we left. Is? Oh, all yeah. Right. What about Chicago? You like Chicago? Chicago, I like some of that. Like twenty five or sixty four rocks. Great tune. Saturday in, in the, the park. park. I think it, it was the Fourth of July. But then some of the later stuff is a little queefy. It's a little like. Yeah, they're kind of like suburban dad rock. You yeah. Know, some guys in a weird cul-de-sac jizzing. But that early stuff, 25 or 64 rock, put that on with bifocal eardrum, whatever, or your, what are they, what are, what's Canceling? the one we sell? Oh, uh, Raycon. Raycon. Get some Raycon, stick them in your ass, and go blast 25 Ooh-wee. or 64. I wonder if that would work, a, 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 a speaker in your asshole, because the ass is more sensitive. I think it would make you come, probably. Yeah, I think it would be pretty good. Like uh, the vibrations or the decibels right in your taint. Sometimes I wonder, because I've never really dabbled a little bit, maybe once years ago as a child, but. Dabble. It's just a, a nice, thin, freshly Lizzie. cut nail. They're great. Uh, they're great. Dipped in some baby oil and just jammed right in my asshole in the middle of sex. Uh. I think I might like a, a, a lady pinky. A lady pink. I'm not talking a minute bowl middle finger no. or a, you know a bam bam bigelow thumb. I'm talking like a, What's a that, nice matumbo. Yes. Yeah, you don't want that up oh, your anal. You don't want the wiggle for sure. Oh God, jeez, I'll milk my prost. But a nice dainty pinky. Yeah. Up there, I think I might shoot a hot one. I'm like John again. You can dance on the porch, but I don't want you in the building. Ah, that's I see. how I feel. I think that's his line. That's his bit. Yeah. Yeah. Great, great bit. Great bit. It was like smoking, I think. Because that butthole, it's too much, and then I worry I'll I'll need it. I know a guy, I won't say his name, Bill Maher, but he can't jizz without the uh Oh I see the finger up. I think you get you get uh, tainted. I, <laughs> I thought you meant you'd need your butthole, and I'm like, Oh, you're gonna need it for sure. Well but I've been watching these porns where the guy puts his legs straight up in the air and the girl just munches to town. His balls are on her forehead. Right. And you're like, God, that looks tasty. Yeah, because sometimes I'll throw a pinky in a lady's ass and I think, boy, I, I, I would like to see what this is all about. Yeah, do they like it? Oh, ladies love it. Yeah, you know, I've, I've, I've banged a few broads in my day who got me the SWAT. You mm. know, I put a, I put a touch on the on the pooper. They called in the SWAT team. <laughs> yeah, they were going like the, hey, shoot fly, right. don't bother my butthole. That was an old Richard Jenny joke, and he goes, every time I've tried to have anal with a woman, she turns into Elvis right at the last minute, where she's like, okay, I'm ready. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> he does the, uh, That's killer. He does the thing. <laughs> uh, oh, I've never heard that beauty. Oh, man. Oh, that's uh, in Platypus, man. That's it's fucking amazing. I must have heard it when I was a, a wee lad, but that's that's too good. I did, probably didn't know what anal was back right. then. Right. Oh, go rewatch Platypus, man. I mean, that's like one of the best specials ever. Yeah. There was a long time when I was a kid that I was like, this is the best. You know, like early on, you've only watched Cosby and Carlin. Right, right. And like, and uh, I guess that was it. Maybe a little prior, but I watched prior a little bit later. Mm-hmm. And then you, I'd watch like Richard Jenny. This is, I'm talking like I'm 12 or 13. Yeah. And then you watch Jenny and you're like, what? Oh, yeah. He was talking about the referees being depressed. They stopped the whole game, and he's just lying down on the ground talking <laughs> to the microphone. I'm like, this was amazing. And he was moving and shaking where the other guys were more still. He was up there dancing and high kicking. Oh, he was uh, unbelievable. I mean, such a funny guy. Oh, so funny. But uh, 
For me, it was that Chris Rock special, the Bring the Pain. When I saw that, I don't know, what, what, when did that come out? We were 15? 90, 96. 96? Yeah. Oh, geez, I was 13. 13, yeah. That blew my asshole out the back door. Same here. I, I didn't watch it for a while because I was like, I don't think I like that guy. I, I don't was know. the same he, way. He's walking back and forth. He's wearing leather. And yeah. I don't know anything about that. And it was a couple of years. I probably watched it for the first time in 98. And I was like, uh, all right, let me give him a try. Right, he's starting right. to be in movies. And it fucking blew my mind. Me too. And for a while, I think we've talked about this before, I would watch that before every set. Whoa. I would be like, all right, I got because I only did comedy once a week, Wednesdays. Oh, you'd watch the Lounge. whole thing? The whole thing. And after like three months, I'm like, I can't keep watching this. Yeah, but, yeah. And then, by the way, I was nothing like, it's not like I went up on stage and being like, <laughs> you ever get a pimple? <laughs> you know what I mean? I wasn't doing rock. Who you get to zit? You uh, got a zit? But that special, you could tell, even though I hadn't started doing stand-up yet, you could tell, like, oh, this guy worked his ass oh, off on this. Oh, yeah, so honed. When he drops the mic and then, like, high-fives, I think it's Tony that's in there. Yeah. It's like, oh, man, you could really feel, because no one had ever shown that part of it before. What's that? Where he's backstage. Oh, right. He, like, takes the coat off. I think he high-fives Tony. Is like, whoo. And Cosby and Carlin and Pride, they never showed that aspect yeah. of like, God, I remember being like 15 and being like, God, I want that feeling. Yo, that must course. feel so good to be like, ah. Oh. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Carlin Cosby would just kind of walk off stage and give a wave and the credits would roll. He was like, I'm on the stage. I'm off the stage. I'm in it, baby. Right. I'm you. It felt like you could do it because he was off the stage. And those other albums, like the Woody Allen. I was like, he likes Woody Allen. I know. Steve Martin. Wow. That yeah. blew my mind. Oh, yeah, that was exciting. And I remember listening to that interview where he was like talking about leaving SNL, and he's like, I went back to my Woody Allens and started yeah. listening to all these things, and you're like, oh, man, like he just dove back into right. it, and brought that, Joyner on the road with him. That was the one where uh, Louis said they were all friends with Chris Rock, and then he left for like a couple years, and then he came back and they said, oh, let's go watch Rock at Caroline's. He's got some new stuff, and they were all like, we could never do that. Well, you another level. You listen to those the Born Suspect album, and then you listen to Bring the Pain, and Woo! it's like it's a completely different guy. Night and, and gay, and there's gems on uh, Born Suspect. There's gems, but it doesn't have that big swinging dong all day. No, it's uh, it's amazing. And then Bigger and Blacker is a year and a half later. Oh, that one's killer. Killer. Yeah, uh, he hey, really we, did something. We got a we got a hot hot uh, sponsor here, folks. Woo-wee! Oh, these guys. Are not just sponsors; they're huge fans of the show. Oh, you got that right. Which is exciting, and I'm wearing their product right now. Oh yeah, and I'll tell you what I like about it. I don't, I fuck whatever the copy is. Sure, go off book, baby. This is underwear. It's sheath underwear. They're fans of the show, so get on it. Oh yeah. But they got a little. How do you describe pouch. it? Like a, a pouch for your balls and a pocket for your cock. Yeah, cock pocket. And here's what I like cock about cocket. Here's my favorite part of it. Maybe cocket. Every time you go to the bathroom. You pull your dick out of that pocket, it feels like you're pulling out. Oh! I really like it. Yeah, because the fabric is soft and slick. Yes. So it feels like a little girl's twat. And your dick's a little limp, so you get that feeling of like... <laughs> it's, it's I'm loving these panties, folks. You're right. You don't see that in the copy. That's a good point. That's uh, from the heart. I assume it's not in the copy, but they're they're listening, and we love your stuff there, uh, Sheath. This episode of Tuesdays with Stories is brought to you by Sheath Underwear. That's right, Sheath. That's S-H-E-A-T-H. Uh, what makes Sheath Underwear different? Simple. Sheath Underwear has a special two-pouch compartment that keeps your twig and berries from sticking to your inner thigh. That's it. That's the idea, and it's Brilliant. Brilliant. I love it. I'm wearing them right now. 
I'm wearing two pair. I'm a big fan. They're made from super comfortable blending uh, mode doll and spandex. It stretches as you move and keeps you cool and dry. No bunching, no pinching, no sagging. Sheath underwear cradles your junk like a mama gorilla holding her precious newborn ape. So go to sheathunderwear.com and order with promo code TWOSGAYS. That's how you know he's a fan. To get 20% off your first order and Sheath Underwear's 100% money-back guarantee. That means you can stink up a pair of drawers and ship them back and you'll still get some cash. That's sheathunderwear.com, promo code TUESGAYS. Support the show by supporting them. Get some Sheath Underwear and... Let them support your cause. Yeah, go get those. Two's gays with a G. You That's got that you guys. right. You know, two different people gave us that idea. And what I didn't, idea? Two's gays. Oh, that's right. And uh, I don't uh, know either one. We should, I, I think I screenshotted it years ago. But I they should get came. more credit. Yeah, I thought that was you. No, no, it was two different. Two different people tweeted like a couple hours apart, assuming the other one didn't see the first one. Ah. Uh-huh. And uh, somewhere it's screenshot, but. It's a good one. Good work. It really caught on. Perfect. And it's a lot better than uh, campers. You know, there's some bad ones out there. The weirdos and the what the fuckers and all that shit. Come on. I really enjoy uh, WTF, and it's a great show. And I think Marin is incredibly talented, but what the fuckers. Yeah. I'm not calling myself a what the fucker. I can tell you that. Yeah, Um, two's gays caught on, and now just people going like, I'm a gay. Like, how fun is that? I'm gay, and then we get to be gay. We're gay. They're gay, gay. and uh, it's really fun. So kudos. Call in if you're the guy that came up with two's gays. You got that right. But I want a proof of purchase. Uh I want to see that tweet. I want you just coming out and saying it. Timestamp that bitch. Uh, but somewhere it's favorited. There's but. a lot of people doing the uh, "we're gay, everybody's gay, I'm gay, I'm gay." I feel like we had a we had a, a hold on that one, that that dick early on. You know what's nice too is gay does mean happy. Like the Flintstones, sure. gay old times. So that we got a nice out. Yeah, we're we're happy. We're making everyone happy. You're making us happy. Well, I'm making some people unhappy, but fuck you. <laughs> well, you fucking libtard. Uh, what can I do? I guess. But you, you know what's weird too about uh, well, two things. One, do you think straight people joke about? fucking holes and stuff you know like fucking pussy you know, oh like, the way we do e- yeah with each other like how you're like ah oh, suck your dick just on my back that's all just stuff they do, do you right think they're like ah eat a girl out you loser you know well i gotta say i think very few people are doing that kind of humor in general ah, yeah we i think the straight people aren't either i mean i think we talked about it like I think we talked about it on air. I can't remember. It was off air. But I'm like, Chris DiStefano and I, our entire relationship is just talking about fucking each other. Right, right. So I don't know that how much- That is a gay relationship when you break it down with just without the physical. Yeah, we're just flirting. We're flirting. Um, But I don't know how often people are doing I don't know. It's probably very offensive. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't I don't know. Is it? I, think I don't gay, know anymore. Got gay listeners, I assure Like real gay, homosexual. Yeah, there's plenty of gay listeners, and they like it. But that doesn't mean the other people aren't offended, I sure, guess. I don't sure. know. But, but Aren't we like normalizing? Isn't that a thing? Because I had a Muslim. I think we're doing the opposite. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think we're making a mockery of it. Ah, Colin Mockery. Well, I had a Muslim guy email me, and I was like, oh, here we go. I'm going to lose my head here. I didn't and, know they had emails. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he goes, uh... I love that you say praise Allah. And I was like, what? And I wrote back, like, can I ask why? He goes, because you're normalizing it. People just associate that with terrorism mm. and this and that. He's like, you just make it a thing. It's the same with Mazel. I'm not a Jew, but I say Lahayim and all that shit. Who cares? It's all silly. Yeah, we're kidding. Mix it up, dickless. Um, yeah, what can you do? I, if they're offended, they could just not listen. I think that's mostly what goes on. I assume. 
But uh, well, I had a, I wrote a suicide tweet today, and some lady goes, "Not funny, unfollow." And I remember just thinking, "Just unfollow me." Exactly. Why I got I got that? so many of those from the, the I was I had a tweet up for ten minutes about Kobe, and it was, "Oh, we're gonna unfollow." And the best part is. A lot of them you go back and they're following That's still. what I was going to say. I bet she's still following me. There's a guy that tweets at us every week, and I remember having a thing where he was like, I'll never follow you again, you <laughs> fucking... And I'm like, he listens every week. And that's the best part. There's so many people, I'll never listen to this show again. I'm like, right. I fucking guarantee you're listening next week. That's hilarious. You know what's... Uh, you really want to get down to brass queef is uh, Ari, with the, the whole whirlwind, he emailed me once years ago. I probably shouldn't say this, but he wrote... You called me fatty the other day, and it really hurt my feelings. Really? And I was like, "Oh, that's just something I say." You're, you're like, you're obviously not fat. I wouldn't say it if you were fat. I'm not going up to Ralphie Man going, "Hey, fatty," right? You know. And he was like, "Well, I felt like I put on some weight, and I was thinking about it, and you said that, and it hit me hard." And yeah. I was like, oh shit! Sorry, man. I I only said it to you because you're 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 a Holocaust victim. Right. Yeah. Uh. He's shirtless half the time I know him, and his balls are out, and he's very thin. Yeah, sometimes that happens. Uh, yeah, it happens. So I said, "Ah, oh, geez, I didn't, I didn't mean to." I, I'm not saying that to Joey Diaz because he's a large man, you know. Right. Yeah. What can you do? But it shows that Ari has feelings. Yeah, he's got some feelings. We all have the feels. Oh yeah. Good CBD. Well, I, I got, got another nothing. thing and I forgot it. Yeah, well, I'll this tell you about. Let me tell you about La Jolla. Yeah, give me some La Jolla because uh, this, I you got I got to get you in this club. I mentioned you to the to Ryan, the the owner guy. Yeah, I'll tell my agent to suck his dick or something. Oh man, so uh, <laughs> this this is one that we've all been there. So first of all, I'm on no sleep. I hit that guy on the scooter. Remember? Yes, I remember. I missed the pod. I made it. I missed the train. I finally make it to La Jolla. You get there and they go, uh, "You're doing press." And okay. I go, it's sold out. Why do press? It's like 7 in the morning. Yeah. You know, terrestrial radio, which no one hears anyway, it's all very cruel. Press is kind of cruel. It's tough. Because then you're up at 6, you can't get any good sleep during the day, and then you got two shows at night. It fucks up the show. But either way, so I'm texting like, what's up with the press? Because Sam Marill's like, oh, you don't have to do, that's just the rule. If you're sold out, you don't have to do press. But they got to deal <laughs> with these guys, and they pay them. I don't think that's the rule. But... Well, Sam does what he wants. Yeah, he does. So, uh... I'm like, all right, I'll text my agent. Hey, what's up with this press? He's like, I'll handle it. I'll handle it. And so they put you in a condo in in La Jolla, but it's like a Denver condo. It's like good stuff. It's on the beach. It's clean. It's beautiful. It's high-end, new stuff, state of the anal. And I go, all right, well, I'm fine with the condo. I just don't want to do press. And she wrote back. She's like, couldn't get you out of press, but I got you in a hotel. And you're like, all right, but I, I didn't even care about the condo, but whatever. Yeah. So... I go to the club, and uh, it's a little tense. I meet the manager guy, and I was like, hey, sorry about everything earlier. I was trying to get out of press. He's like, yeah, we have a deal. Like, We paid for it. You got to do it. And I'm like, all right. So, I, And he's like, the guy's a Tuesday or whatever. So well, I was like, all right. Nice. It was nice. It is the thing. Like, If it's in the contract, it's in the contract. It is in the like, contract. That's the thing. But I just figured they wouldn't care if it's sold out. you know. But also, let me, if I may interject, Please. the best thing for your business is what Louie always talks about is to have people not be able to get tickets. Like you do press, you uh-huh. kill it on radio, and people go, we got to hear this guy, and you're like, oh, it's sold out. Oh, interesting. That's the best thing that could possibly happen for a career, a business, or any kind of business is like you can't get in. Right. Because then the people are like, what? Right. We're missing. All right, when he comes back, we yeah. got to fucking, you know what I mean? You want that feeling of like it we really can't is. get in there. It's human nature. You walk by a taco stand, and you go, oh, that's a piece of garbage joint. And then you see a line around the corner, you're like, I got to get in there. Yeah, you're at least, at least you're like, hmm. 
I'm intrigued. I know what's going on in there. Yeah, you know, Google that place or something. So either way, now it's Thursday. So I, we patch it up with the guy. Full house, beautiful club, 1977. Like, this is the old days, baby. Like, the Letterman shot is up there, the Robin Williams, the Leno, the Pryor, the whole thing, Jimmy Walker, and all these older guys. And you're like, wow. So everybody, you just can picture all the guys driving from L.A., you know, in their convertible in the 80s, just having a good time. It's all wood. Big comedy store sign on the on the stage. Beautiful history, low ceiling. It looks like a ski lodge in there. And those walls are caked with laughs from, you know, 30 years, 50 years, whatever. Laugh cake. And you just go up, and they were. I just taped my little special thing there at the Dynasty Typewriter. Sure. And I did on Thursday at the La Jolla, and I go, I should have taped this. This Ooh. was way hotter. Don't you hate that? I hate that all the time. Well, that's the problem with Madison. Everything you do in Madison, you're like, this should be my album. What am I yes, crazy? Yes, exactly. So I'm like, yeah, Dynasty was good. And we walked away going, all right, I think we got something there. But this was like, ah! You know, the place was wacko. Hot. Hot. And you're like, you know, these people are happy. They're rich. We're two blocks from the beach. That you can smell that salt in the air. It's just paradise <sighs> over there. So whatever. Boom. Thursday shows killer. Go back to the hotel. Great place. Wake up early. Do press. Press was good. We talked about Ari. It was fun. And uh, it's on YouTube. And then next day rolls around, and uh, I'm like, I can't wait to get back on that stage. Can't wait to do this show again. Go up Friday. Here we go. Pretty good. This, you can always tell when you got like the date night. Like these people don't know who I am. They bought tickets a month ago for a comedy show. Sure. So there, I don't do as well. So you're like, oh, maybe it's just that magic Thursday. And then Friday late show, hammered, hammered. The whole crowd. I'm getting the lady on the left going, yeah, it is. Uh, you ever, uh, you ever wet the bed every night? Uh, all right. You ever, you, you ever lose a hat? Woo! Hats! I lose them, baby! <laughs> Just too much, and doing the big claps where like I'm still talking, and she's clapping about a thing I said an hour ago, and uh, eventually I go, hey, and you're trying to will the staff, like, hey, 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 oh, oh. Yes. You know, but I don't want to make it a thing yet, because she's nice, she's just dumb and annoying. So... Eventually, I go, I can't. I'm 30 minutes in and joked. You can see everybody's looking at her. They're doing this one. So the joke is ruined because they're already attentions off of me. And I go, hey, lady, what are you doing? She's going, yeah! Ah! Yeah. And I go, you got to get out of here. And they throw her out, and it's a whole to-do. Finally, I finish the show. I get in the lobby, and they go, it was brutal out here. The guy was a Tuesday. His girlfriend was in a blackout. He said this was the worst night of his life. His biggest nightmare oh. has come true. Oh. He came to see a twos, and I shit on his girlfriend. I called her a skank. They they got thrown out, and he he never mentioned a peep throughout the whole thing. Oh. I think he was embarrassed. She's a coos gay. Yes. New term. I love it. That's killer. Coos <laughs> gays are the uh, evil ladies that hate us. Yeah, there's booze gays, coos uh, gays, and twos gays. I'm a twos gay, booze gay. And I'll fuck a coos gay, but sure, yeah, I, this coos gay had to had to hit the hay. Mm -hmm. She was shit fay, and uh, the guy was like, "I'm telling Mark, I'm sorry." It was a beautiful moment. I felt for the guy now. Yeah, God, that happens actually quite a bit. Well, the girlfriend isn't a fan; like she doesn't listen to the the queefs and the gays and the jizz and the anal's. Well, I hope they broke up. I hope that was a a, a meal snapper. I guess so. A deal breaker is what I meant. A meal snapper? <laughs> what the hell's that? I don't know. My rods and cones get screwed up. Uh, I gotcha. Uh, but then I'm getting a lot of this one. Hey, hey, there's no tickets left. Can you get me in? And I try to answer all the DMs. And I noticed this on Friday night. 
sell out, but there's a lot of empty seats. Mm. I guess people just get drunk and can't make it. Yeah, or... that happens quite a bit, I think. Because they oversell shows. We right. oversold it. People say that. It's like an airline. They oversell. Yeah, because they assume people aren't going to make it. Right, which I didn't get, but I go, all right, I didn't know that. So I go, man, there's like 12 empty seats over here. There's five over here. Like That's a bummer. You want those laughs. So eventually people start going, hey, any any loophole, which you're kind of annoyed. Like, I don't run the club, man. Talk to them. Yeah. I, I have no pull here. This seat, there's 18 seats. The 18 seats are filled. What do you want me to do? Put you on the ceiling? So I get it. So I just go, start coming by. I just go, come by. And it's a gamble. No promises, but just show up. Okay. And everybody showed up. They all got in. Hey, all right. Yeah, it was exciting. That's fun. So yeah, thanks to all the La Jolla. Great club. Great staff. Tried to sell some shirts, had a big pile at the end. I had to hide them, and I hope they never hear this. I hid them in the green room. It's a whole thing. I just got a wad of comedy shirts in a green room. I've done that so many times. You do like, you leave something behind because you don't want to carry it. People yeah. are like, oh, you forgot your yeah. thing, and you're like, ah, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to do that with a baby one day. And I go, no, I was trying to get rid of it. We got it. We got shirts coming out. Oh. New, new company, new shirt. We're going to have hoodies for the first time. You got that oh, maybe right. not the first time. This, this is hoodies before. We had some hoodies. Yeah, but these will be high-quality, top-of-the-line hoodies. Yeah, clan and, hood. Uh, we got them. <laughs> Uh, a friend of the show working on it. Are we saying the name? Are we revealing? Or are we we, we going to tease? Well, I guess we'll wait till we get the website. Because ah. I, I don't have a link yet. She's working on it. Okay. Well, this comes out in a week. I don't know. It'll be ready in a week. All right. But I'm supposed to get a design this weekend, so it might be up by the time. Oh, no, no. I forgot the design. You're we right. we got to get the design. It's going to be a live, laugh, queef Yes! Live, That's laugh, gold. queef, folks. She's a, she's a designing woman. Yeah. Huh. Uh, but uh, so get ready for your live, laugh, queef. Different company. It's gonna be shot right to your door. Yeah. High quality. Yes. And we'll have t-shirts and hoodies and possibly some panties and undies. Yeah, I think maybe I think too. I heard panties are gonna get in there. So get the ladies something because I always show up with these shirts and shit, and there's no girl sizes. Right. Yeah. Because girls are stupid. Oh. But uh, I'm kidding. <laughs> but um, but they do have smaller brains. Is it? Yeah. Or yeah, pussies. Yeah. I can't remember. Something smaller. Some cervix. The nipples. I don't know. Some of those Vulva. nipples are huge. Every once in a while you see a huge nipple. Big areola. Hmm. Like a silver dollar pancake. But I don't know. Is that Some people are into that. Like a big apple pie. <laughs> <laughs> um, reference. Anyways, Live, Laugh, Queef shirts coming your way soon. You'll be the hit of the office party, the hit of the town. Your gals are going to love it. Live, Laugh, Queef. Maybe those will take off and we'll, we'll add new ones. Yes. Live, Laugh, Tits. Live, Laugh, Anal. Live, Laugh, Cunt. Right. Throw an N-word in there. Spice uh, it up a little bit. I like it. Yeah. Dago. Um, Any slur. Gook. Whatever you want. Heeb. We'll mix it up. We'll have a whole... Collect the whole set. Pick your own. <laughs> yeah. Make pick, your own. Pick Porch your own monkey, slur. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever you call your Dad, dick face, cheese bitch, whatever it is. Uh, cox, I told you my Uncle Dale came up with cock smooch when we were kids. <laughs> Unreal. Maybe the hardest. Two th- I've talked about cox this before. Smooch. Two things my Uncle Dale would say that made me laugh so hard. Kiss my dick and cock smooch. Kiss my dick. Kiss my dick. So genius. Just kiss it. Just suck my dick or blow me is the whole thing, but just saying kiss oh, my dick. Oh, that's and Ew, a, that's classic. Occasionally, he'd call it "Kiss My Grits," which was also great. Well, that's not his. That's uh, from uh, the movie. Oh, what movie is that from? Uh, Alice doesn't live here anymore. Nineteen seventy-seven. Scorsese. That's in that. No, that's before seventy-seven. I don't know how old Dale is. No, that was like uh, I was think she, Alice doesn't I, live here was like sixty-seven, maybe. Oh no, who's that knocking on my door? Was sixty-seven. Uh, 
Alexa. Maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. I'm thinking of who's that knocking on my door, which oh, is like the yeah. first one. That's different. Yeah, yeah. This was about the diner. It's a great movie. Right, right. Never, no one talks about it. Great movie. Um, Kiss My Grill. I don't know if she came up with it, but I think that kind of put it out there in the zeit. Right. Geist. Well, Kiss My Dick made me fucking laugh and cocksmooch because they're yeah. related. Brilliant. That's poetry. I think, I mean, it's hard to beat DiPaolo. Uh, that guy's a real goo gobbler. Well, <laughs> I mean, I heard that one. I had an aneurysm. My brain tweaked. Well, that and his, that it always makes me laugh, is big girl. Oh, he's a big girl. <laughs> I mean, so Ooh, fucking funny. Every time, right. he had so many lines that, I'm talking like he's dead. He has so many lines that he'll say, and I just fucking cry laughing, no matter what the, um, what do you call it, uh, context. Ah, yes, yes. Yeah, he's a big girl. That's gold. Also, making girl two syllables is great. My dad says one when he's driving that I never got, but I liked it. But he would like he'd get cut off and go, "Ah, this fucking pig hole," <laughs> which I don't know what it means, but I, it works. A pig hole. Yeah, that is where the pigs live. I get maybe it's the the hole, the asshole of the of the pork. I don't know, but it's uh, it's interesting. Like a pig puss, and it's kind of clean too. They like can get away with it. Pig hole, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're not gonna be happy about it if you call someone that. I guess. Um. Uh, well, I got nothing. We're going to have to fill this in here. Oh, yeah, yeah. So just <laughs> great weekend. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping. Oh, how about this? I think I got some. You want some Jerry stuff? Yeah, of course I want Jerry stuff. What am I, a fucking asshole? All right, well, I haven't talked to him since the cows came home, like the Jewish New Year, whatever the hell. I haven't talked to him since Christmas or something. July 3rd. <laughs> so it's been a while. It's been a minute, as the kids say, and uh, I go, you know what? I'm texting him. I can't live in fear. No more of this bullshit. I no, know him. He knows me. He's a guy. I'm a gay. Fuck it. So I, I did that Lamborghini joyride with old Matt there in, in the Malibu, mm-hmm. and I, I, I sent him a photo, and I go, hey, we're carving it up in the Coontog. Hope you're good. And he wrote back quick, and he wrote back, how do you know that goofball? Oh, wow. Which is I, I love. And then uh, I go, oh, you know, whatever. He reached out in a podcast, and I go, hey, I'm doing Gotham this weekend. You said you might want to pop in. Just let you know, uh, open end, or what do you call it? Open air? Open invite. Yes, open oh, invite. Open invite. Who's oh, the one I'm thinking of? Amiral, Amiral Earhart? What the fuck's her name? Amelia. Who? Yeah, what about her? Oh, you said open air, and I thought Earhart, oh, Amelia. Oh, I see, I see. Planes. Amelia Bedelia. So uh, he goes, how about this? Uh, I, don't, I don't know if I'm supposed to be divulging. He goes, I'm at the Beacon. Fuck Gotham. But I'll hit you up after. I got an idea. Whoa! And I go, hey, uh, you want to get a diner? You want to do this? You want to do that? Never wrote back. Oh. Can you believe that? What a what a tease. Way to leave a guy's sack hanging in the toilet water. There's something funny about just telling you when you have an idea, and they'll be like, oh, it didn't involve you. <laughs> I just wanted you to know I have an idea. Right, right. God. I well, I'm sure it. he'll get back. He'll come back I around. I hope. I got an idea. I think. I mean, like, I got an idea for us or for you or you would something. Think. Yeah. Norton had a great joke. I told him. He's like, he has an idea for me. He just, he's like, oh, what if he just sends you a bunch of photos of uh, Kate Spade, Anthony Bourdain? You know, <laughs> kill yourself. You know, that's classic Jimmy. Oh. Um, but, uh, yeah, but yeah, I'm on the edge of my dick here. I don't know what the hell that could be. One of the most underrated scenes in Dumb and Dumber. He goes, uh, I think I just... Yeah, I just had an idea. <laughs> he has to confirm whether or not he had an idea. Right, right. Uh, boy, how long ago was that? It was that what? was yesterday, so I'm oh, jonesing man. for this idea. Yeah, well, hopefully you'll get that idea soon. Maybe the idea's not fully 
formulated. Yeah. He's finishing up the formula, and then he'll stick it in your ass. Maybe, but also, weird, he wrote, uh, he didn't write fuck Gotham, he wrote F Gotham. So even in the text, he's clean. But he swears in the movie. Yeah. Remember that first moment where you go to the movie and you watch a comedian and he says fuck, and you're like, what? Mind-blowing. Blew my mind. It's like seeing your principal give head or something. You're like, whoa, this is worlds are colliding here. Boy, now I can think about it. Mrs. Pierce blowing me. Oh, you had a lady. I had a guy. Well, elementary school was a lady, and then Mr. McGoodwin, I think, was the uh, middle school, and then McGoodwin. high school was Mr. Gay, actually. Ah, How about that? What's he doing at a school? That's that's suicide. Mr. Gay. Well, he was the wrestling coach, and he was the principal. You can't trash the principal. I think he has to be the principal. Yes, yes. If you're gay, you got to be principal. And then wrestling is already like dudes in a onesie blowing each other. There's a lot there. Yep. Yeah, this, sure. well, this Mr. Gay is uh, walking on thin dicks. Did I tell you about the IHOP in New Orleans? Yeah, you did. On the pod? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Are you sure? I remember the IHOP. Well, you told me you went there. Oh, boy. And uh, Han was funny. Thought I had something. It's on Canal Street. We had some drug drug lady. Speaking of principals, I got into a fist fight in grade school with this kid, Kwame. Kwame? <laughs> he was like a straight-up African kid. Like, he had the African pendant. Like a Malcolm X thing. Oh, hate a pendant. It was bad, but you know, you don't, you don't want to fuck with an African. That's the heart. That's the motherland. Independent. So uh, I got a few qualms about this story. <laughs> but we were cool. We just had it out one day over like a dodgeball thing, and you know, we're we're wrestling in the in the dirt, and we got pulled up to the to the principal's office, and I had a bloody nose, and he had a black face, and uh, so they're like, you can't fight at school, so they had to call our parents. Now, my dad's a working man. He's got a suit on. He's at the municipal courthouse. He was doing a, a, you know, my cousin Vinny situation. Yes. So he Trial. Yeah, trial. There you go. So uh, he can't come down, but he's like, all right, I guess my son's getting fighting uh, ethnic kids. What's going on? Blood Diamond. So he shows up, and Kwame's dad shows up. Full daishiki, the little hat, you know, that little round hat that I've sits up? It, yeah. Uh, he, he looked like, you know, uh, Kunta Kente or whatever. Okay. And he's like, hello, hello. He was like uh, Eddie Murphy in Trading Places at the end, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, these kids cannot be fighting, you know, like straight out of uh, straight out of Africa. And my dad's like, yeah, all right, just tell, punish him. I got to get back. You know, he didn't give a fuck. He doesn't want to be there. He's like, whatever you, whatever you think, just punish him, and I got to go. And he was like, no, we must talk about this. We will have dinner, me and you, sir. My dad's like, dinner? What are you, crazy? And it was this weird moment where I see my dad like, all right, just punish him. Fuck the kid. I got to go. Right. And the other kid's dad was like, no, no, we shall show love and break bread and, you know, eat ass. <laughs> <laughs> it was just a wild scene. Break bread and eat ass is a bumper sticker, if I've ever heard one. Get on it, designing woman. That's a T. Uh, <laughs> so what, what ended up happening? Well, you just I, just, I, got, I got suspended for like a week, and we became friends again. But uh, it was it showed like this guy loves his son, and my dad's like, hey, uh, I, I'm at the meter. you know. Sure, <laughs> yeah. Try not to get a ticket here. Who cares? The kids fight. That's what they do. Leave me alone. I wonder where Kwame is now. Oh, he's got to be Black Lives Mattering it up somewhere. <laughs> I mean, he's in Ferguson doing something. He was a good kid. We were friends. Good egg. Ah, oh, boy. He's, uh, yeah, he's with Jesse Jackson somewhere. Kwame, we love you, buddy. Kwame! 
He's been over to my house many times. That away, Quams. Yeah, Quam Quam. Um, we had so many fights in school. It was insane. Oh, yeah, it just happened. You Middle know? school particularly. I mean, a million every day. Yeah, we same. Had rock fights every morning. Maybe I talked about this before. We did the rock too. We would just whip rocks at each other. Yeah. It's the most insane thing. Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't like, be careful, no head stuff. I mean, it was like probably 40 yards between us, but yeah. we were just fucking whipping rocks at each other. Biblical. You stoned each other. Yeah. Well, yeah. what can you do? Those were wild times. You know, that 90s, it was public school. I remember one time... Uh, my friend got into a tussle with this other dude, Christian, and he was, this kid was bad news. He had jacked up teeth, and he, I think he had freckles. Sounds cool to me. He was, he was dicey, and uh, so my friend was standing on a, you know, at a brick wall like this, you know, just standing in front of it, and they got into a thing, so he hummed a basketball, hit my friend in the face, so the nose pops, and oh. then he hits the back of the head oh. on the wall. And then he gets the back of the head trauma, and uh, he just started crying. I mean, he lost it. He was fucked. So we learned later that Christian's dad used to beat the shit out of him. Usually that's the way it goes. Yeah. Boy, so much back of the head. I feel like you were... Ryan Hill used to have the bit of it. You always got the wind knocked out of you when you were a kid. Yes. That was a great bit. But I feel like I always hit the back of my head. Because you're always wrestling. You're like, oh, oh. And that's yeah. like the most traumatic spot to get hit. It fucks it's you up. Word, and it just hinged that, that, that clunk. You know that clunk sound? It's, it's so visceral. I've told this story before. This is a thing I told Louie, and he was like howling, laughing. He's like, you got to do that as a bit. And I did it like in an arena in Jerusalem. It just wow, ate it. Wow, what a sentence. I know. But it was about this kid, a friend of mine, Dave. He fell. We had a thing called the Whittle, I think it was called. It was the like whittle. a big... A big thing we set up in the gym that was like, um, what do you call those things? Monkey bars, and it was like a big metal thing you climb on and okay. shit. Okay. I think it was called the Whittle. The Whittle? Yeah, I don't know why it was called that. I don't know about that. But whatever it was, Dave, Dave tripped, and he smashed the back of his head on the fucking Whittle thing. Oh, God. It's metal. And, you know, back then, you're so embarrassed. Yes. You don't want to cry or yes. look like an asshole, so he just went, oh, ha, <laughs> whoa. And there was this kid... I think his name was Rob Jolly, and he was kind of like a Jolly. yeah, and he was kind of like a, a bully kid. He was like a tough kid, uh-huh. one of the tough. You know, back then there was just like an air about somebody that's like this yes. guy seems tougher than oh, me. Oh well, it's a, probably a rough household situation. Sure. Well, he walked out. Everyone was afraid of him. He was older than us, and he was tough. He had you know munya or whatever uh, wedgie, uh, yeah, tie yeah. your shoes together. Swirly. But he walked up and, uh, to the kid Dave, and he's like, "You gotta stop laughing." Your head's bleeding. Whoa. And Dave was like, what? No, I fell. I'm such a goof. And he's like, stop laughing. Your fucking head's bleeding. Look at his fucking head. It's bleeding. And he was kind of like concerned. Like the yeah. bully kid was like, "That's a bad dude, you're, you're bleeding. And it was bad. He ended up having to get stitches in his head. Whoa. And they had to shave. So he had a big bald spot there. And he was all stitched up. But uh, I remember feeling like, God, even that kid's yeah. concerned. Oof. But uh, for some reason, Louis thought it was so funny, the bully. And then the other day, we were talking. He's like, funny at all. <laughs> Louis was like, you got to bring that back. He's like, you're a stronger comic now. And I'm like, I don't get the bit. I don't get the bit either. No. Uh, live a whittle. Uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had to think, because you're so embarrassed that you can really, when you're embarrassed, you can kind of mask pain better. You're so embarrassed that the pain, the embarrassment beats the pain. Ironically, the embarrassment is pain. Aha! Uh-huh. The pain is better than the pain. I it's, think emotional pain is tougher than physical pain. There you go. That's what I'm looking for. So one time I did the old, uh, my friend Jean's house, he was a Belgian kid, and I just walked straight into the plate glass. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the ah, ah. This is double pain. Yeah, yeah, I walked right into it like, 
nose flat, forehead, ball sack, mouth, the whole thing. You know when there's that smudge of jizz on the wall? Because that's where your face hit? Oh, yeah, the forehead jizz. Yeah, and I was like... Oh, my bell got rung. Like when your your nose is like humming, you know, and your face feel your nose feels like it's this big. Oh, it hurts so bad. And I just kind of, I just like, all right, let's go, uh, let's go play basketball now. You know, and I, oh man, it stung. <sighs> I told you the one where uh, we were running. My friend Eric, this is like elementary school. We came with this thing again. Uncle Dale showed me that if you run, you you smack the thing and just come just short of the the, the wall. But you smack the wall, so it sounds like a boom. Ooh, that's you know dangerous. what I mean. Like you do like a oh oh which, oh yeah you know, yeah yeah that yeah. kind of thing. So we're doing that, and we were pretending to run full speed. We're like it gives you a rush. You get high. It's crazy. And then my friend Eric ran full speed, bang, and he just like staggered back, like oh, oh, oh. Uh, <laughs> he fell down, and you could see the fucking eyes spinning. And you're like, we felt so bad. You're like. Oh shit! This kind of backfired. Yeah, and he's probably gonna—he probably can't read now, and he shits blood on Wednesdays sure. because of this head yeah. smash from you know 25 years ago. Yeah, he's a helmet kid now. But um, he, that head to the skull to hard place is the worst kind of hit. Yeah, I think it's that particularly the like I said the back of the head. Oh, and then you yeah. think about these football players—you just watch them get Woo! sacked and just unprotected. Bah! I know, and you hear the clink of those helmets cracking. Mm. So it's no joke. I. I hit the back of my head on the concrete floor at a skate park. I just slipped backwards, and I was I was out, and you wake up with eight kids around you, you know, peeing on you and shit. Brutal. Mm. Um, well, I'll tell you, we really made something yeah, out of here. Yeah, something um, out of nothing. We gotta, I got to start uh, sucking my own dick here because I got a hot therapy session. Oh, yeah, you got a skadoodle. But uh, keep an eye out for these shirts. They'll probably, I'm, I'm saying maybe, I don't know how long it takes. Two weeks? A week, from, two weeks or from something. when you're hearing this. But we got some Live, Laugh, Queef shirts. Oh yeah! Coming your way. Get a hoodie. I know it's gonna be it's a bad time of year for a hoodie, but those hoodies are nice. Oh yeah, hoodies always work. You wear them to bed. You walk around the house. You wear them on a plane. I'm all hoodie. I'll tell you what I've been doing is just bringing a backpack on trips. I wear a hoodie and like a nice jacket. Uh huh. And then I throw some undies and pants in the thing. Backpack for the weekend makes it Whoa, easier. Whoa! Like on the road? On the road. If it's three days, because here's the thing: I wear the same jeans every day. Same. I wear the same hoodie two, three days in a row. Sure. Just, just stuff, underwear and uh, socks. Your Same sheep shoes. underwear. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. I'm a one-shoe guy. All right. Well, where uh, you at there, fat man? Why, check out ComedianJoeList.com for some dates. I'm coming to Ann Arbor the end of Last weekend in February, I'll be at Ann Arbor. Uh, Worcester, Mass. Woo-ha-ha in April. The Uncle Dale Firefighter Show Ooh, is coming up again. This is going to be a big one. New England classic. We're getting a... Uh, Bigger venue. I'm looking at my calendar here. Bigger Ven. Well, we're gonna we're going big now. We're gonna try to really sell some tickets and raise some money for this goddamn fire department. It's May 9th, and I think it's gonna be in Quincy, Massachusetts. Oh, stepping it up. Yeah, but uh, Royal Oak, Michigan, May 1st and 2nd. Sarah will be with me on those ones. Of course, Moon Tower, Worcester, April 17th and 18th. Vegas, the entire first week of April, March 30th through April 3rd. I won't be there the Saturday the 4th because I got something hot cooking that oh. day. Ooh, well, geez. somebody's got something hot cooking. I'll ah, just be part of it. Got it. Comics at Foxwoods, March 13th through 14th. Hyenas, Plano, Texas, March 5th through the 7th. And then the Belly Room in L.A. Ooh, at the Comedy wee. Store, uh, March 16th. 
come to that. And, of course, my new podcast, Mindful Metal Jacket, is up. And, Adam, and uh, go check that out if you want to uh, listen to that. Yes. I'll be, I think, this week I'm in Royal Oak. Then I'll be in Honolulu. Zany's in Nashville. Atlanta Laughing Skull. Stress Factory in Bridgeport. With this guy in uh, Vegas and in Austin. Uh, that'll be fun. Then New Jersey Stress Factory in New Brunswick. And uh, Des Moines, Funny Bone, some other stuff. Zanies in Chicago. Those tickets are up. Calgary. I think Tempe's happening. We're working on it. Philadelphia. Uh, happy holidays. We love you. Get some sheath. Get on the Patreon. Bonus is cooking. Live eps will be uh, a pouring in within the year because we got Moon Tower and yeah. Probably, no, I guess we're not going to do a Vegas live but Skank, We'll do Skanks. Skankfest, we're doing one. Vegas, maybe we'll do a Wednesday. I don't know about Vegas. Yeah, yeah. We'll do one in the hotel room for sure. Yeah, we'll do some episodes. And then we're going to do another live VU probably at some point. Oh, they'll yeah. have us. Evidently, we walked quite a few people last time. Yeah, we got pretty down and dirty. A lot of cum talk, but yeah. I like cum in my mouth. Cum. Um, uh, try a finger in your ass. And let us know what you think. Call in. 69. When's the last time you 69 Go 69. 88, 90. Yeah, it's been a while. So go 69, your partner, and uh, thanks for listening. We love you. Live, laugh, queef. <laughs>